with, uh, with Bruce Taylor and Sue Taylor. Um, this is the uh, this is the QSO VSO 50th anniversary celebration, and my name is Matt Whiteman. Uh, so, Mr. and Mrs. Taylor, can you tell me a little bit about uh, about your experience? Uh, I was a QSO volunteer in Sierra Leone from '72 to '74. I taught high school math or high school science physics primarily in uh, a government secondary school of about. A thousand pupils, uh, boys and girls, uh, in uh, upcountry Sierra Leone. Uh, it was a wonderful two years, highlighted by the fact that I met and married my wife there, uh, Sue, who's now going to tell you about her experience. And I'm originally from England, so I was a VSO volunteer. And I went in January of 74, and I was in a town called McKinney, which was about uh, 12 hours up country from Freetown. And I worked with, um, I was employed in country by Catholic Relief Service. And I worked initially with under five clinics. And then I ended up working in a acute care leprosy center and part of the leprosy control program in Sierra Leone. Wow. Can you tell us something about uh, maybe some of the best experiences you had while you were there? Uh, I would say the best experience was just living with a, uh, a different culture and being part of a different culture. Uh, we had numerous opportunities to see how other parts of the world work. The, the pupils that I worked with were wonderful. The staff were equally professional and uh, it, it, particularly since we were uh, virtual compatriots with all the people we were working with, and and the long term, the two year process was a really, really uh, a good one. Um, as well, the opportunity to to take time to travel both within the country and beyond was uh, was unique for us. Uh, and also I would suggest being able to live within a small community. Our town was only about 600 people, or well, perhaps a little more than that, but, but certainly very small, and we had time to spend uh, with the members, with uh, the chief, with the religious leaders, and uh, all of those community members. So I really, really enjoyed that. What about you? Um, well, I'm sitting here thinking about that. I think that I was really fortunate in that I worked really closely. I, I was running a leprosy hospital or a acute care center, so I was running it with the staff that were there. So I got to know the people that I was working with, the Sierra Leonean, and they were mostly guys um, really well. I also had uh, the opportunity to go out into... Um, the back country, uh, places where there probably hadn't been that many foreigners like me ever. And it was also a really unique experience. Also, I was dealing with something that, um, with leprosy, that you felt that there was hope for. And uh, so I learned a huge amount and um, worked with some incredible people and got to see just life right at the grassroots level and uh, I don't know I passionately loved every moment I was there it was probably one of the best experiences of my life that's fantastic yeah. do you know Matt one of the other things that comes to mind to me is the opportunity to work with all of the CUSO volunteers too both within the community I was with and within the country itself it, it was a unique opportunity to meet like minded people both from Canada and from 
uh, overseas. Well, from all over the world. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we worked with Italians, with Americans, with English, French. with with French uh, volunteers from all over the world. It was a community. It was a yeah, community so. of of. Um, even though we were all expats, it was a real community of people. And you know something that was the best thing of all? We were all young, and we were all invincible. And we didn't know we couldn't do things. <laughs> I mean, and, and I think that's really... I think that, I mean, at the age that we went, I know volunteers go at all ages, but that we, the age that we went, I mean, I, we were 23-year-olds. And you didn't know you couldn't do things. You, you really didn't. You just took it on and you did it. I know the feeling. You know, and it, that was just, it was just inspiring. We were all in the same boat and we were all passionate about what we were doing. And yeah, you could, you could do things you had no idea you could do. Oh, wow. So it was good. Well, you know, Matt, I think you might ask Sue then about, like, she's done numerous um, other voluntary uh, activities overseas that came from the VSO, QSO experience, and I'm sure she'd want to talk about that. So that had a real legacy then? Well, for me, it's, I think I already had that in me that I always wanted to work um, in, an, in a developing environment and uh, do things from the, the ground level onwards, and it's something I've, I've continued to do. Your whole life. So, well, last two weeks ago, I came, just came back from China. So, wow. You know, it's. Um, I think it's something that you uh, that gets inside you, and it um, it fulfills something that that you that's a part of you, and I think you get out of it almost more than you can give into it. I've heard I think people say that before. It's totally. It fills you up. It just fills you up. Fills you yeah. up. Yeah. 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 What were some of the challenges that you experienced while you were abroad? I think for me one of the primary challenges was I, I viewed it very much as being there in a diplomatic role. So you would see things that in Canada would uh, certainly make you pause and take, uh, try to decide whether to say anything. For instance, just for instance, uh, graft and corruption. Is, it was rife in the country we were in, and yet as a, as a person from a, another country, I felt it was not my place to judge their practices. Um, I think that is a real challenge for everyone. Uh, certainly while we were there, we saw uh, an election process that occurred that, that appeared on the face of it to be completely corrupt and violent and yet I really think that you're there as a guest of the country as an observer not not to be one to judge them um, so I found that a challenge uh, other than that, as Sue said, we were quite young at the time, so we were very brilliant. Well, while we both uh, had malaria and both had dysentery at one point, it it didn't seem to be the medical crisis that it could have been to us. Um, uh, and strangely enough, Matt, that you should ask that, another challenge is coming back to Canada from that time, where you go from a time of... Uh, simplicity in many senses and uh, a lack of capitalism to come back to a, a country that is uh, incredibly wealthy and incredibly uh, perhaps self-centered. It, it, it is a big, you know, they talk about culture shock coming home and that's very, very true. I've, I've felt a lot of the same 
in in my own travels. Did you at all feel that a part of you never came home? Yeah, I, I think that there's certainly a different person who, who's there. Um, there's a different uh, a different perspective. We we've also had the opportunity to spend time overseas uh, in other uh, ways, and you do end up feeling that you you go and leave a part of yourself there, and you always want to uh, think about that. Yeah, right. Wonderful. What are your thoughts? Well, I th- I think there's a sense of frustration in that, and it isn't any different today in other parts of Africa. Is that I looked after kids and people there that were dying from malaria because they didn't have protection and one of our, our drive one of the drivers of the Land Rover his small daughter died of malaria and there was nothing we could do it was too late and it was too and I think still those kind of basic medications and those kind of, kind of basic help still isn't there in a large part of Africa people are dying unnecessarily it's the same with the, the AIDS not being able to get medications there that they can afford the generic meds that haven't gone through parliament yet you know just to allow that to happen and I think that frustration is still there um, in that we could do a lot better you know the have the have nations in the world could do a lot better to make to make um, the access to medical care and the access to medications available in certainly in Africa and what was your experience like coming back to Canada well, I have to tell you this story, because Bruce and I just got married just before we left, and we traveled a little bit afterwards, and we got, his parents picked us up at Toronto Airport, and of course I'm brand new to Canada, and his family, and his dad turns around and says to me, well, we've bought you a black and white TV for your wedding present, and I've just been three years living in Africa, and the last thing on my mind is a television, and and that sort of culture shock, and that just hit me as so such a different, I mean, it was generous, and I wasn't ungrateful, it was just, here's a black and white TV and you've just left you know the the simplicity of life in Africa like Bruce had mentioned so it was good I think part of us is still there and I think the, the desire to, to um have adventures because let's face it it is an adventure life is an adventure when you do things like that and that that um, desire to have adventures like that is still very much still with us even though we're now both of us in our 60s so I don't know it was great well, you're still living it <laughs> Great. Was there anything else that you wanted to anything else you wanted to touch on before we, we wrap up? I don't think so, Sue. Well, I hear the things are quite different. Um, I just a good friend of ours just returned from doing a Q Sylvia so um, mission, and I hear that things are. Um, I think I think we have to really think about what we do as. Um, volunteers or NGOs in the countries that we go to and it has to be what they want us to do more than what we as um, supposedly further developed nations have. I was just on a mission just recently in China and I was with a whole bunch, I was with a Canadian team, there was 23 of us I think over 50% of us were first generation Canadians so it was a very multinational team and I stood there at the opening ceremonies of our event and there was a young Filipino nurse standing beside me and she reminded me that you cannot judge you cannot judge when you go into these scenarios because you are judging with your 
your Western views, and you cannot um, you cannot take that to where you go because there it's a different culture, and they have a different way of thinking and a different way of doing things, and we're not necessarily right. So I think we always have to keep that in mind that we should stand back and be very quiet about criticizing when we go into other countries and presume and try and help. Mm-hmm. That's an that's an interesting point, and I. I mean, because we're sort of we're sent for for a certain purpose, and and we have certain ideas about yeah. what it means to have a, a high quality of, of life. To what extent do you, or how do you balance? You know, to what extent does culture trump, and and when do you kind of resist that a little bit and and try and try and you know, you've got your own your own mandate, and and I think you have to have respect. I think it's. Um, you have to respect the country that you go to and the people that are there because you know we're all the same. I'm looking after kids there and I've looked after kids in different countries and they're the same the world over. I think mankind is the same the world over and um, I think you have to respect what you go to and the people that you go to. Well, and I think, Matt, that, that you try to, you try to uh, lead by example only. You, you live your life the way you do and and merely present that. You don't try to impose uh, your prejudices, your influences on other people. Uh, I think that's very important. But on the other hand, uh, be proud to present what you have. Uh, yeah, and, where, and who you are and where you come from, too. Yeah. Yeah, so as long as you do it humbly, then... I think so. I think so, because if I met you in China or in somewhere else, I mean, you're, you're just as valued a person as, as I am, and you have just as valued opinions. And it's just sometimes we might not always think the same, but maybe what you're thinking is right for your country. Right. You know, so I think it is... I think it's respect. And, uh, and there are things that you can see that are grossly wrong and in your mind. And, uh, and if, if there's a way to influence, maybe as you say, by example, or by a quiet way, not, not to openly um, try and make other people humbled. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Great stuff. Sue and Bruce, thank you so much oh, for sharing your story with us today. We had a, had a great time. So yeah. enjoy the rest of the day. And you will. Thank you very much. <laughs>